This podcast is brought to you in part by The Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. Welcome to another episode of the New England Society of Geeks podcast. I am your host, Derek, and this is the third installment of the Star Wars Chronological Rewatch Experiment, wherein I, your humble host and fan of Star Wars with a bad memory, uh, rewatches the entire Star Wars saga from Phantom Menace to Rise of Skywalker, including the Clone Wars, Rebels, and Resistance cartoons, and The Mandalorian. And uh, who knows if any other, if this goes on long enough, I'll include any other shows uh, along the way. And uh, so, of course, I'm watching them all in order, and the first two installments were The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. So this being installment three, it is now time for me to dive into the Clone Wars cartoon. Excuse me, the Clone Wars animated series. Mm, sophisticated. Um, so first, I want to start by... Thanking the Star Wars Report for a uh, a great article they put out uh, regarding the proper chronological viewing order of the entire Clone Wars series, um, and not only, I mean, you can find them, you can find that on StarWars.com and everything, but. What they did here, what the Star Wars report did that I really liked, is they broke everything down into actual story arcs. So you have a, you have each story arc and the episodes that are associated with that story arc all in order. So the first story arc, which is what I will be covering in this podcast, is called the Battle of Christoph Christophus 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 Yeah, one of those. Pick one. Um, and it encompasses. This is this is interesting how this goes. It starts with episode two sixteen. Uh, that'll be the second season, Cat and Mouse, and then. It goes on to episode 116, Hidden Enemy, and then it follows that up with the Clone Wars theatrical release, which is 
what started the animated series, but it's not actually what comes first in chronological order. Very interesting. Okay. So, as always, um, if you've been following along, I live tweet my notes about this as I am watching them. So, I'm going to take a look at my note, my tweet notes and uh, expound on them as we go. And then you will have my view on the rewatch. So, as I said, first story arc, the Battle of Christ. Christophe, Christophe, I should have paid more attention when I was watching because you know they talked about the damn planet. Uh, they mentioned it a few times. Pardon my French there. Um, anyway, so the Battle of Christophus. No, I think it's Christophus. Uh, maybe I should rewatch the rewatch. And takes place 216, Cat and Mouse 116, Hidden Enemy, and of course the theatrical release. Um, okay, so starting off with. Episode 216, Cat and Mouse. Uh, so, of course, my first tweet, tweet note is, uh, I love all the opening quotes on the Star War, on the Clone Wars. Um, it's a nice feature that I loved about the Clone Wars. Just a, just a, a cool little thing. Uh, a fun little, you know, they had a, 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 a quote at the beginning of each episode that kind of encompasses the episode, the theme of the episode. And that between that and the the way they open with the newsreel, I I absolutely love that about the Clone Wars. I think that's brilliant. Uh, and this one for Cat and Mouse was a wise leader knows when to follow. I like that. That's a good one. That is a good one. Ah, the next one. So the battle of, the battle of Christophus uh, involves. A separatist general called General Trench, who is, I'm not sure the name of the species. I should look it up, but I don't want to because they are a species of humanoid alien spiders. And I am not a fan of spiders in general. I have a bit of the uh, arachnophobia, as they call it. I'm not going to get into all of that. I mean, I don't like spiders, okay? So, of course, <clears throat> I believe that's probably part of the intention when they created a villain who would be a humanoid-sized spider. And I don't like it. I don't like it. No, sir, I don't like it. But, you know, still... As a character, I like him. He's pretty a pretty interesting villain. I just don't like that he's a spider. Okay? Get off my back, people. Moving on. <laughs> um, however, I do like the way that he kind of personalized his, uh, his ship, his cruiser, his battleship, whatever you want to call it. Um, he kind of gave it like a face. And it has his symbol on it, so I do like what he did with his ship. That was kind of that's kind of interesting, kind of cool. Um, a funny thing is, back at the beginning of the Clone Wars, at first I wasn't sure I I liked the animation style. It took me a little while to warm up on the animation style, but um, but the Clone Wars is so good that I quickly I quickly grew to love the animation style, and I actually I actually. Excuse me, I just bit my tongue. <laughs> Bite your tongue. Um, 
I actually prefer the Clone Wars animation style over, certainly over Resistance. And, well, Rebels is kind of similar-ish, so it works, but I still prefer the Clone Wars overall, overall for the animated series. I really, it's funny because I really at first did not like it, so much so that I didn't even go see the theatrical release, Um, but I'll get into that after. Just know that that changed. Um, So, an interesting thing, yes, uh, starting at 2.16, chronologically, that makes Trench the first enemy we see, which is very, um, very cool because he was also one of the last enemies that we saw in the final season of Clone Wars. So it was kind of a fitting, um, a little bit of a circle there that, that, that I kind of liked. It's kind of, and he, he fit he he came to a fitting end in at the final season of the Clone Wars, which I'm very I'm guessing that must have been planned, right? Um, I just I'm curious about. I would love to talk to Filoni, Dave Filoni, and everybody involved to find out what what the actual to just get in in depth with them, really pick their brain about how they came about doing this why they showed these episodes the way they did. I mean, why is this 216 and 116, even though they're directly related to each other because they all take place. And I just, oh, I would just love to really get in depth in a deep conversation with them about about how they came up with all that. It would, uh, I just want to know, like, just not like the typical interview stuff, like to have a real conversation about why did you always plan that? Or did it just kind of happen in a way where you, you know, where you wrote, when you wrote 216, it was, did you write it after the movie and 116 and say, Oh, I'll write a story that takes place before then. Or was it always intentional? Oh, I just, Oh, I just want to really get in, in detail with him on that. Maybe, Maybe someday that will happen. Who knows? Uh, Dave Filoni, if you're listening, I would really love to pick your brain. I know you're not listening, but that's okay. All right, next up. So I have been watching, rewatching all of these, the movies, and now the Clone Wars with the subtitles on just to make sure that I catch everything. And it's been very interesting doing that because there's been some very interesting um, things coming out of the subtitle for example there is a part and i took a picture of it if you check check the new england society of geeks instagram or twitter you will see the picture i posted where it has a trench a close-up on trench and it says chuckles menacingly (laughs) i just i love that chuckles menacingly oh that was good that was funny that was very funny uh next oh yes next up in episode 216, they, they Trench sent out a bunch of hyena bombers, as he called them. And what they are is basically they're the vulture droids, but modified to, to you know, bomb things. You know, like, like they did with the TIE fighters and the TIE bombers and such. But they call them hyena droids. And what's interesting is if you pay attention... 
they do when they're launching they do make noises that sound like hyena laughs and i just thought that was really cool that was a really cool feature i love the the way the way they've done they have different droids and 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 everything for for different feet for different battle features and everything i just i love the way they did that that's really cool uh oh next up this was uh a cool quote that i had so the 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 first part of this episode 216 was about anakin taking a stealth ship with cloak with a cloak and trying to get past trench in order to bring supplies to uh bail organa on the planet of christophus christophus and uh there so there was a whole this whole cool thing between anakin and trench and you know the whole cat and mouse thing but there's a part where trench contacts anakin's ship and he doesn't know who's on the ship he doesn't know who who's in flying the ship or who's in charge or whatever he doesn't know that anakin's on there but you know he gives a speech blah 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 blah. and then his final line is for i am your doom and i just i just like that line a lot it kind of i'd love to use that in real life i gotta figure out how to maybe it's a little over the top for some people but you know it'll be fun um so as i said uh episode 216 was was a really really clever episode because of the the whole game the whole battle between anakin and trench and anakin using the stealth ship in interesting ways and and trench you know figuring out that and that a jedi was on the ship because no clone could do what he was doing and all this it was it was a very clever episode and i very very much enjoyed it um now we will move on to the next episode, which is episode 116, Hidden Enemy. And of course, the opening quote for Hidden Enemy is, Truth enlightens the mind, but won't always bring happiness to your heart. And uh, that's, uh, that's a good one. That's a very, very good one. <clears throat> so, the first, the episode starts with a battle and and Anakin and Obi-Wan are now on the planet fighting <laughs> and there's a part in the middle of the battle where again I took a picture of this which you can find on my on the New England Society of Geeks Instagram or Twitter and um it it is a scene of one of the clones fighting some battle droids and it just says man grunting and basically i said uh that is a perfect description of me getting out of bed in the morning <laughs> man grunting i'm not as young as i used to be kids that's that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying um so episode 116 was interesting because whereas whereas 216 was a, a clever episode about two generals facing each other episode 116 is a very interesting episode about a traitor amongst the ranks and the reason why he became a traitor and everything which is very cool um not that there was a traitor but you know the idea behind the, the why he did it and everything it reminds you that even in the midst of war nothing is 
black and white, cut and dry. There's always, always shades of gray. But um, I noticed, um, I've always noticed, I mean, everybody knows it, but uh, so there are some, some cool names for all the clone troopers. Um, like in this episode, of course, you have Rex. Always, you know, Rex is always cool. It was Hawk, um, and uh, there was a there was kind of a weird one later on, which I'll get to. Oh, that was in the movie. Um, but anyway, so I said Hawk Rex. Uh, what do you think you would choose for your clone name? Um, I think I would go with uh, well, my nickname since high school has always been Chumley. Uh, named after the walrus from Tennessee Tuxedo, uh, the cartoon. So check that out if you are not familiar with it. And uh, no affiliation with the the dumbass from that Pawn Stars show or whatever it is. That guy gave us Chumley's a bad name. So I then have since in the years since... High school, I have added the first initial of my first name, D, to the nickname. So now I go by Chumley D. Or if you want to get to the official nickname, the official, my official nickname is the great and masterful Chumley D. Remember it, folks. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that would probably, I'd probably pick Chumley D as my clone name, although it might not make sense in the star wars universe but i don't care um and then this is funny so there's a line about that rex says and um i haven't heard this too i, I don't know if i've even heard this other than this but he calls the separatists the seppies and i don't know why but i just i like that it seems it seems like sufficiently derogatory towards the enemy the seppies and um i don't know it just it made me chuckle I like that one. And further on, um, another reason I like having the subtitles on is kind of funny. So there's a scene with R2-D2. And of course it says R2-D2 beeping. And then a second later, there's a scene where one of the clones is using a computer terminal and it just says beeping. So to clarify, computer terminal beeping, R2-D2, R2-D2 beeping. Just so you know the difference, even though, you know, you would, but, um, and then, so of course in this scene, there is a conspiracy where they find out one of the clones has been leaking out information to the separatists and the battle droids and stuff. Uh, and they discovered this because their battle where I mentioned the man grunting, um, they were ambushed by battle droids and they couldn't figure out why. And so when they investigated, they figured out it was a clone who was leaking information. So they discovered where the information was coming from. So they went to go find out which clone it was. And so they went to the clone barracks of this particular squad. Where they, they narrowed it down to the squad. And I noticed in the background on the walls of the barracks, they had some uh, pinup art like you would see in, you know, old World War II uh, videos and stuff. Or even nowadays, I'm sure some of the soldiers out there um, have some pinup art on the walls, perhaps. And uh, 
or maybe not. I don't know if that's acceptable these days. But, you know, stuff like that helps you get through, I'm sure. But it's just interest. It was an, an interesting little detail that a lot of people might not have picked up on. So if you, like me, should choose to rewatch The Clone Wars, keep your eyes open for stuff like that. It's, it's really cool. It's a really cool detail that shows you how much Filoni and everybody else on the team really cares about the, the Clone Wars. And, it, and I think it helps, it helps, you know, it helps the audience care too. Uh, okay. Uh, I'm, all right. I'm just, I'm just going to say it. I tweeted it. So I'm going to say it. Uh, I'm not going to lie. In some strange way, I kind of find Asajj Ventress kind of a little sexy. Um, in a weird way. I know it's a weird thing. It's a weird, probably a weird thing to say. First of all, she's a villain and all that. But I think part of it is the voice. Um, she has a uh, very interesting um, voice. We'll see. And of course, that would be um, voice actress Nika Futterman, who does her, who does an excellent job with her voice. Um, but not only that, I mean, she is kind of a, drawn a, a little sexy-ish. You got to admit, in a way. I'm not generally um, a fan of bald women, but, you know, she kind of works it. Okay, I think that's enough about that. I don't want to weird too many people out, but maybe uh, some of you might agree. Okay, uh, <clears throat> let's get back. <laughs> let's get back to it. Um. Oh, so when they finally figured out which clone it was, um, or actually while they were figuring out what clone it was, and they thought it was a particular clone, which it wasn't. But it, they thought it was him because he does some weird... He collects the fingers of battle droids to make jewelry out of whatever. He likes having a memento of his kills. Not unheard of. But anyway, one of the clones in the squad, when he found that out, he said, uh, I always knew there was something deficient about you. And uh, I really liked that line. And I definitely plan of, on keeping that one in my files for later use when somebody annoys me i will say i always knew there was something deficient about you and i can think of many times offhand i could have used that line so next up um of course the one of the things another thing i really like about asajj ventress is her and obi-wan have these great battles together against each other i should say um they're really well matched together, and I really love it. But anyway, so after there was one point after after a battle, Obi Wan and Anakin had gone to the Separatist headquarters to try to take out their shield so that they could fight the battle droids uh, during the battle that had taken over Christophs Christophus Christophsis. <sighs> anyway, and there's one point where. Obi-Wan is fighting with Asajj Ventress and they go out to the outside of the building where uh, Asajj stops because she has 
uh, an entire squad of battle droids um, pointing their weapons at Obi-Wan. And she says, poor Obi-Wan, you've been betrayed. And uh, my thought to that was, uh, not the only time, Obi-Wan. Not the only time. Seems like he's been betrayed more than once, if you really think about it. Then again, some could make the argument that perhaps he's betrayed some people. But that's a debate for another time. Oh, and then another thing I thought during during the scene where they the they were trying to weed out which clone was the spy. Um, I thought, um, I wonder what it's like doing the voices of multiple clones. Um, of course, uh, the clones are voiced by the great voice actor D. Bradley Baker, and I have to say he does an impressive job. He really does. Uh, he gives he he. He manages to really give each clone kind of its own special inflection and special special personality, and uh, I just I really I really enjoy the work he does in the Clone Wars, um, and he does a really good job. Kind of, uh, I don't know if he really sounds like Tamora Morrison, Tempura Chicken, whatever you want to call him, but he does. His is actually the voice. Of the clone troopers for me now, period. So, as I'm sure it is for many people, but he does a great job. But I want, I would love to, I would love to talk to him, do an, uh, an in-depth conversation with him about how he records, records the, the clone troopers stuff. Like a scene like that, where it's a bunch of clone troopers all talking to each other, arguing with each other, accusing each other, things like that. I want to know, does he does he do each one separately? Does he just do it all together as one? I mean, I want to know. I really want to talk to him about how he does it. Maybe there's a way I could get to talk to him somehow someday. We'll see. I, uh, I would just love to, to get into that detail. Um, but next... Oh, uh, I guess that was it for my notes for episode 116. Uh, a very good episode. Um, one special note I thought of. Um, in episode 216, there was when they went on the stealth mission with the, with the, the cloak ship, the stealth ship, there was a new a, a nameless clone who came on the ship, and he was a rookie, a new guy to the squad, whatever. And come to think of it, I'm not sure even why he was on the episode because he would have been an interesting choice for the to be the spy, but uh, it, it didn't end up being him. So eh, maybe maybe a little bit of an opportunity missed there. Maybe who knows? Um, but anyway, so that's it for the first two episodes, two sixteen and one sixteen. That means we move on now to the Clone Wars animated theatrical release. And um, I'll give you a quick little background on the animated release, theatrical release. Uh, I didn't see it in the theater. I didn't want to see it at the time. I thought it was going to be stupid. I can't believe I can't believe I, I, I can't believe I had those thoughts. But uh, seeing the trailers and stuff, it seemed like it was just going to be some dumb thing about 
Jabba the Hutt's son getting kidnapped and all that. And it, I mean, that was, you know, a big chunk of the story. But that's it was so much more than that. So much more than I thought it was going to be. And I can't believe that. But at the time, between seeing, you know, seeing that, thinking that's what the story was going to be, and um, not being totally crazy about the animation style, as I said, at first I didn't really like it, but I grew to really love it. And um, between all that and the fact that it was a continuation of some prequel stuff and the prequel stuff I was very lukewarm on at best, uh, I decided, oh, and also because it was an animated film, I don't really go see animated films in the theater uh, because, I don't know, it feels weird and you think that maybe there'll be too many kids there and stuff. And generally, like, I didn't even go see spider-man into the spider-verse in the theater for the same reasons um i have recently watched finally watched spider-man into the spider-verse and i am going to be doing a podcast episode about that so stay tuned for that check your feed for that episode coming out soon kids uh that'll be something interesting for you but yeah, so generally, I don't go see these animated films in the theaters, and I did not see this one. I missed that one, this one, and uh, do I regret it? Mm, well, maybe a little. There are parts I would love to have seen in the theater. I mean, the whole, the whole first, um, the whole first act of the movie is like a Saving Private Ryan thing, but. In, in Star Wars, so I mean that was pretty. That must have been pretty cool in the theater, um, and that I wasn't expecting all that. Um, in fact, I didn't even see the theatrical release until years later, when I was deep in the middle of the Clone Wars animated series and loving it. My sister actually got me the DVD of the Clone Wars theatrical release for Christmas one year, and that's when I finally saw it. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't, and now, of course, it's on Disney+, Plus. I can watch it anytime I want, which I did now, um, and, uh, yeah, you know, it, I mean, it is what it is, I thought I was gonna hate it, and I ended up, uh, loving it and the entire Clone Wars series, go figure, I, yeah, um, yeah, anyway, so moving on, so the, the theatrical release is actually kind of cool, because it starts off with the, the Lucasfilm logo coming up. And as that's happening, you can hear they're playing. Um, you can hear clones in the middle of battle. And it's really, it was really cool. And then, it, and then it opens up like your typical star Wars film, which is pretty cool. Uh, uh, yeah. And I like that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, next up, uh, I have to say it, it, uh, in regards to the, the animation style, which I thought I was going to hate the animated, the clone wars animated count Dooku is really, really slick looking. I really like their version of, of Dooku. I like a lot. I really like him a lot. Um, more than Christopher Lee. No, I mean, come on. You, you can't, you know, it's Christopher Lee. Don't be stupid. But anyway, really cool. Really cool. Ah, ah. And then there's a scene. Where Plo Koon and Kit Fisto are fighting separatists and battle droids and such. And I said, love me some Kit Fisto. I love Kit Fisto. Just 
I love his style. I love his name, his weird name, Kit Fisto. That's a weird name. Um, I love his species. Um, I just think Kit Fisto is a really cool character. One thing I love also about Kit Fisto, uh, which I mentioned in the previous episode where Attack of the Cl- where I covered Attack of the Clones, I love when Kit Fisto always seems to be smiling. However. In the Clone Wars, in this episode, in in the theatrical release where he's fighting the battle droids, he's not smiling. So I said, "Where's Kit Fisto's smile?" That's one thing I love about Kit Fisto. In the middle of battle, he's got that that grin. <laughs> um. Oh, and then my next note. Um. I think this. I think this is statement just in general is true, and that is uh, the thought of huts procreating is uh disturbing and that's all i'm going to say about that i don't want to know anything more about it that's not a biology lesson i need and um i was wondering how the theatrical release fits into the battle of christophus because again one reason i'm doing this is because i have a horrible 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 memory and i've forgotten a lot of the clone wars a lot of it and I couldn't remember how this movie, how the theatrical release would fit into the Battle of Christos, Christophus. Christophus. See, I can't remember how to say that. That's how bad my memory is. But anyway, um, and I did not realize that the first act of the movie takes place during that battle. So there you go. It ties it in nicely. And again, I really love how they did that. It's really cool. Uh, again, uh, that first battle was really cool probably would have been awesome in the theater like saving private ryan yes i'll never know although i could watch it with my surround sound on i suppose not quite the same but still pretty cool uh <laughs> yeah and then so there's a part where obi-wan and and uh anakin are talking about the padawan that obi-wan requested and Obi-Wan suggests that Anakin get a Padawan, and of course Anakin says, a Padawan would just slow me down. To which I replied, oh, Anakin. Because, <laughs> you know, obviously. Um, and then, oh, the first appearance of, of Ahsoka. Oh, I forgot how she young she was when she started this show. The theatrical release, I should say. And I, admittedly, I didn't really, I wasn't really crazy about Ahsoka. In the beginning, because she was just, you know, the annoying kid, which I think is what she, what it was, how, what she was supposed to be, just the annoying little kid. But, oh, her, her story arc throughout the entire Clone Wars series is, is just beautiful. It's just, the, the whole arc is just beautiful. Oh, and I'm really looking forward to rewatching all of that with her and seeing her grow up and go through her changes and... Uh, and then I said, uh, so there was a shot where sh- she introduces herself and says, I'm Ahsoka, Master Yoda sent me. And I said, so young, so innocent, so destined for turmoil. Oh, Ahsoka. Oh, you, you poor little kid. Uh. <laughs> it is funny looking back on this now and seeing young little Ahsoka and how full of energy and life she was and then knowing what's going to happen to her by the end of the Clone Wars. It's something. It's something. Uh, and then, of course, you know, there was a, you know, uh, we find out that Ahsoka is going to be Anakin's Padawan, not Obi-Wan. And uh, 
So Anakin introduces her to Rex, and Rex says, Sir, I thought you said you'd never have a Padawan, and I'm not doing the voice or the accent, so don't ask. But the look on Rex's face, they're kind of like, What's going on here? <laughs> I love it. That's pretty good. That one made me laugh. Ah, and then, uh, and then, and then the exchange where, where, uh, Anakin keeps calling her, you know, a youngling and all that. And she says, stop calling me that. She says, you're stuck with me, Sky Guy. And I was like, Sky Guy, I forgot all about that. Like, uh, Sky Guy. Ah, oh, I totally forgot that she called him that. Um, and of course I said, uh, Ahsoka was so sassy as a, as a youngling, <laughs> which, you know, of course. Oh. And then there's a scene where one of the generals has this like little weird droid with bunny ears and stuff. I'm sure the droid the the droid has a name and all that. I'm not going to get into it right now, but it it's like a communication droid of some sort, and it's just really weird looking. I can't, but I kind of like it in a way. Like it's weird, but kind of neat. Um, and it you know it handles communication, so that's kind of cool. Um, oh yeah, and w- one thing. Uh, at, at the beginning, I thought she was annoying and stuff, but honestly, I really like how Ahsoka was always smart from the very beginning. Um, even though she was, you know, she's snassy, uh, snassy, I'm making up words here. Even though she's sassy and a little um, over enthusiastic, she is really, she's a smart kid. And, uh, and, and you can see that from the beginning, so it's pretty cool. Oh, and of course... Then Anakin starts calling her Snips um, because she's so snippy, and I I love that one too. Sky Guy and Snips. Ugh. <laughs> uh, yes, those were fun days. Fun days. Uh, oh, and then of course there's the of course there's a scene where Ahsoka describes herself as the one with enthusiasm. I said, "Yep, that is true. She's very enthusiastic, sometimes to a fault, but you know." She's a kid. So there you go. Uh, then I had a morbid thought. <laughs> I thought um, in the entire course of the Clone Wars series, how many actual clones did they show die? Because a lot of times they'll just, you know, like there was a, when I, th- the moment I thought this, they were ziplining across something. No, was that what it was? What it was? Maybe. Yeah, I think they were ziplining across some across to a building and you know a couple of them got shot and just fell to their death and then i thought how many clones have they actually animated dying in this series it makes you wonder i i almost want to keep a tally but that could that could that might be difficult hmm hmm it's a thought anyway uh next up ah oh, droid dickers they brought back droid dickers i love the droid dickers out of all the droids in the droid army the droid dickers or battle droids if you prefer are my favorite i love them with their little rolling ball bodies and their shields and stuff ah i just i don't know why i just love them i love them <laughs> oh yeah and um it's easy to forget that obi-wan was pretty slick Especially during the Clone Wars, he was a pretty he was pretty clever, pretty slick. Uh, I really like that about it. I think the Clone Wars series really helped to flesh out Obi Wan in a way that made him such an such an interesting character, even more interesting than just the movies alone. And uh, I think 
I think the Clone Wars character, the Clone Wars series. I like that I'm watching this before Revenge of the Sith because I I'm thinking and hoping that it will have make Revenge of the Sith have a bigger impact on me after watching everything they go through in the Clone Wars. Uh, so I'm really I'm really looking forward to that. Um, oh, and then I forgot um, how much Ahsoka's lightsaber has changed and evolved throughout the series. She starts out with just a single green lightsaber. Um, by the end of it, of course, she has the double sabers, the white sabers. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of an interesting thing to note that her lightsaber changed with her. And she starts out with just the common green lightsaber, and uh, when you know when she leaves the Jedi Order and everything, gets her white sabers. Um, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pay attention to that a little more. I think. Uh, and then this has always kind of annoyed me, and I get I get that the battle droids are cannon fodder and all that, but why are they so dumb? I mean, realistically. If you're going to build an army, why are you going to make them so dumb? I know they're just grunts and everything. I get all that, but they're they're beyond just they're dumb to the point of it being detrimental at times. And sure it might make for some nice comedic effect every once in a while, but why would you make them so dumb? <laughs> just make them mindless. You might as well just make them mindless. It'll be better. Mindless automatons. Oh, and then, of course, I noted that it is nice. It's nice to see that Anakin and Ahsoka kind of started getting along. Um, and, like, they they were at odds at first, but it didn't take the whole movie for them to, to get along with each other, which is good, because that would have been annoying if they were just like, after a while, you're just like, Anakin, just deal with it. She's not that bad. But no, uh, luckily they really did. They really did gel really well together, which I liked. Um, next up, I had a picture of uh, from Jabba's palace the three severed bounty hunter heads that were brought to him, and it made me think this is actually pretty gruesome for an animated movie. I mean, decapitated heads. It's uh, I mean, not exactly. Um, I mean, you know, of course, there's a lot of arms being cut off and such in the Star Wars saga, but in an animated film like this, just seeing three decapitated heads on a, on a whatever that is, pillow or whatever, just, or a plank, it's just presented to Jabba like that. It's just weird, <laughs> but hey, whatever. And you know it, that they mean serious business. Um, and then, uh, and then I posted a picture again you can see it on the new england society of geeks instagram or and or twitter and it was a picture of coruscant and um i believe it's the senate building maybe or is that the jedi temple i don't remember but it's it was just it's a really cool shot and it's very intricate and i just thought it made me think of the artist or artists if it was plural who created just that just that single shot of Coruscant. And I just, I was just impressed. I'll just come out and say it. I was impressed by that shot and thinking about how difficult it was to create it. Very cool. 
as well as I was also very, I don't know if that was a correct sentence, I apologize, but anyway, I was also very impressed with the soundtrack to the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars has a very cool soundtrack. It's not John Williams, of course, but, you know, it's uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty good. In fact, let me look it up real quick. Who does the soundtrack? Because I should know that. Series original music by ah Kevin Kiner. Very good, very good. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course. Excellent, excellent soundtrack. There's all kinds of cool. There were cool different elements. There was a little bit of in the middle of battle. It was almost like a rock, rock kind of metal thing going on. And there was some other cool stuff and other scenes. And uh, I loved it. Great soundtrack. I should look into getting picking it up. I don't know how they must have some sort of soundtrack. Obviously, it's it's a Star Wars thing. Of course, they have soundtrack releases. I'll have to look into that. All right, next up, um, I was wondering in the scenes with Boba Fett, where is Bib Fortuna? He must be on vacation because he was in the Phantom Menace. Bib Fortuna was there at the pod race with Jabba. So where is Bib Fortuna? I guess he must have been on vacation. Where where would someone like Bib Fortuna go for vacation? I wonder. Maybe it's best not to wonder about that. Hmm. Okay, moving on. Um, I gotta say, Ahsoka and Anakin, without doubt, definitely one of the great all-time great duos. You know, you got Batman and Robin, you got Ren and Stimpy, you got Ahsoka and Anakin. They make a great team. I love it. Um, oh yeah, this just made me laugh. So there was a there was a thing where the battle droids something I don't remember the scene now. Shoot. Um. Anyway, they rattled off some numbers, and one of the battle droids said one one three seven. What was that again? And I said, oh, so close. One one three eight. One one three seven. Very close. I'm sure that was on purpose, but you know. Anyway. Um. Oh. And then there's a scene where they were showing this is uh this is the planet where they were trying to rescue Stinky, <laughs> Jabba's son. I'm sure not his um gifted name, but anyway, they were trying to rescue Jabba Jabba's son from this planet, and of course the battle droids were flying around on the staps, uh their little air skimmers, and I forgot what what STAP stands for. But anyway, um that was fun to note because that was, I remember that was the first prequel toy I ever owned. It was released as a preview toy of the movie before the movie came out. It's the first thing I ever picked up. And I'm pretty sure I don't have it anymore. Or maybe I do. I don't know. Might be buried somewhere. Anyway, that was the first, uh, the first toy I owned. So it brought back some memories. Um... It's it's a cool little vehicle. I like it. <clears throat> oh, oh yes. And of course, uh, during the siege where Anakin and Ahsoka and the clones were climbing up a cliff trying to get to where they to the the monastery where they were of the Bomar monks where they were holding Jabba's son. Anakin was saying, "Come on, guys, hurry up!" To the clones, and um, it occurred to me. I said, "Uh." Methinks the Jedi tend to forget that the clones don't use the Force. 
and they can't do all the things that the Jedi can do. I think it probably would be easy to forget that in the heat of battle and be like, come on, guys, just let's hurry it up. And they're like, we can't do what you're doing. So this is as fast as we can go. Sorry. All right. And then, of course, we get to Yoda's little baby son, the little slug into which I noted is cute. He's no baby Yoda, but cute nonetheless. Um, and then <laughs> there's a part where Ahsoka was saying that he's he's not feeling well. He's I think he has a fever. So Anakin um, places his gloved hand on top of the slug, baby slug, and says, you're right. Uh, we've got to get him back to the ship immediately, to which I thought, how can you feel that he has a fever if you are wearing gloves? Seriously. Also, that might have been... Um, that might have been his robotic hand as well. Anyway. <laughs> so, there was a part where Anakin was commenting on a smell. And Ahsoka said, I think it's little stinky you smell. And my thought was, uh, Stinky Snips and the Sky Guy, a new sitcom coming this fall. <laughs> Look out for that. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, next up, I noted that even in the beginning of the Clone Wars series, uh, Anakin really did a lot of growing up between Attack of Attack of the Clones and the Clone Wars animated series. Uh, he definitely seems, you know, he's less whiny. He he, you know, he doesn't complain about sand as much, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. So I guess I said, uh, I guess I guess maybe war will do that to you, which does make sense, huh? And then I noted again they showed the vulture droids and I don't I don't know I kind of like I kind of like the idea of the vulture droids um again you know maybe they were used mainly as cannon fodder for starships for starfighters but I really like the idea of the vulture droids these droids that you know they can walk around and then in, in a in a heartbeat they can turn into flying vehicles and fly. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a really cool idea. I, I would like to see some more interesting things uh, uh, with them. I think you could do some really fun things. Uh, next up. So, of course, we see more more droid decas in which uh, Ahsoka had the line, Great, Rolling Death Balls, to which I thought, oh, that would be a good band name. Rolling Death Balls. <laughs> uh Somebody, somebody, you know, if you're looking for a band name, there you go, Rolling Death Balls. <laughs> and then <laughs> there was a scene where um, Asajj kind of threw a, got annoyed at one of the battle droids who was saying, oh, you know, they got away. So she threw him off the cliff. And when she threw him off the cliff, all you heard was the battle droid. And it says, it says, the closed caption says, quote, unquote, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it has ellipses, and it says wailing, and then it says why, because <laughs> the droid was when he was thrown off the cliff, he was why, and I just I'm, I'm sorry, that just made me laugh, okay? Jeez, get off my back again. Ah, <laughs> uh, and speaking speaking as I was earlier of clone names, there's a pilot in this, in this in one of the scenes, when, when Obi-Wan and, and his clones Come to Anakin's rescue. There's a pilot named Oddball, 
And I just wondered, how did that name come about? It really, it really makes you think. How does a clone get named Oddball? And he's a pilot. Is that a good thing? Hmm. Curious. Uh, next up, I noted that Rex is a badass. He really is. I love Rex. He's awesome. Um, and I'm glad to see that he survived the Clone Wars. Rex is a badass. Uh, and then I also noted, I do believe Anakin enjoys being called Master. I bet that strokes his ego a bit. <laughs> if nothing else, he likes having Ahsoka as a Padawan because he gets to be called Master. Go figure. Oh, and then there was a scene where Ahsoka was worried about Stinky, so she activated this holographic droid in um, a 2-1-B droid, a medical droid. Actually, I believe 2-1-B was the name of the medical droid in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, and uh, she calls him Dr. Droid, and I thought that would be another great band name, Dr. Droid. Ooh, or maybe combine them and call them... Uh, Dr. Droid and the Rolling Death Balls. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, now I got I to gotta start a band so I can call it Dr. Droid and the Rolling Death Balls. Nice. Very nice. Oh, and as I, I mentioned earlier before, I love the, that there's so many different types of droids and clones in, in the Clone Wars for all kinds of different... Um, skirmishes and missions and stuff i just love all the variety of them i really need to um i really need to do some real research on all of the droids and all of the clones the different types i know it's out there i know there's books i need to get i have a list of books i want to get that i'm behind on star wars you know updated visual dictionaries and encyclopedias and all that i have i have all that stuff for the original trilogy and I kind of didn't want to get it for the prequels at the time, but now I kind of do. So, you know, I'll be getting that stuff when I can, when I can. Um, so of course there's a scene where Anakin and Ahsoka take stinky in this old freighter ship smuggler ship. That's not running very well. And then they get attacked and they're going to crash land. And, uh, and um anakin says something about sometimes landings are rough to which ahsoka says crashes are rough landings are not and i said there is some kind of wisdom in there for life i think (laughs) um and then there was a mention of i don't know why this popped into my head and made me laugh but of course, talking about Count Dooku and the thought of Dooku Poodoo popped into my head and made me laugh. It's a stupid thing. I don't know if anybody's ever said it in the course of the Clone Wars, but for some reason, Dooku Poodoo made me laugh. Maybe that would make a good band name, huh? Dooku Poodoo. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a, I know it's a stupid thing, but it makes me chuckle. Anyway. Oh yeah, and then there was there was a part when they after they crash land and and crash landed and, and Ahsoka and Anakin are taking Stinky uh to Jabba's palace and then R2 is still on the ship 
And Ahsoka turns to R2 and says, Oh, r it's just uh, endless tracks of gritty, abrasive sand. Which we know how Anakin feels about that. But I said, r That seems a little unnecessary. It's just, just easier just to say R2 than r uh, But maybe, you know, for a kid, I guess. Whatever. Oh, and here's a tweet I misspelled, but that's okay. It happens. Anyway, uh, when... They showed, they finally showed Zero the Hut, and I said, ah, right, Zero the Hut. I forgot about Zero the Hut. An interesting character, certainly. Very interesting. Uh, zero, good old Zero. Uh, next up, I said, uh, <laughs> how many times has R2 had to travel through the deserts of Tatooine? You know... In this episode of in the theatrical release of the Clone Wars, uh, Return of the Jedi, A New Hope, uh, I bet R2 hates sand as much as Anakin does. <laughs> and of course, I said, you know, it, it goes without saying, but I said, anyway, Count Dooku is such a schemer, and I like that about him. He's always got plans going. He's always got wheels turning. Very cool. Uh, then it was a simple note of, there was an image of Anakin and Ahsoka and R2 silhouetted against the backdrop of the sunset. It was a really cool image. I really enjoyed it. Again, check out the New England Society of Geeks Instagram and or Twitter to see what I'm talking about. It was a really beautiful shot. Really, really beautiful. All right. And then I said, I wondered what would have happened if Dooku had killed Anakin on Tatooine. I wondered... Was it part of the plan, part of Sidious's plan to not kill Anakin? Did he tell Dooku, don't kill him, hold off, you know? Or did he, or did Sidious, was Anakin that important that Sidious's plans kind of hinged on him? Or was, or did he see Anakin as just another tool, another pawn for him to use? Uh, it makes me wonder. Makes me wonder. Ugh. And then there's there's a an awesome scene after Dooku fights Anakin in the middle of the desert where it shows close up of Dooku looking pretty sinister and laughing. And of course the closed caption, which I love, says laughing maliciously. <laughs> I like that. I like that. And then there was a scene of uh at one point Stinky on Ahsoka's back. And it says wailing because he was wailing. So the closed caption says wailing to which I said nothing worse than a wailing hut. <laughs> Here it is again. I thought of this before. I think I mentioned it in the Phantom Menace episode. Whenever 3PO says, oh, thank the maker, which he says in this after he rescues Padme from Zero the Hut, he says, thank the maker. And my thought is, when he says that, is he specifically return, referring to his maker, Anakin Skywalker, or does he mean it in the general term, thank the maker? As if he would say, you know, thank God or whatever. I want to know. I really, really want to know. Uh, so then uh, finally, my final note is there was a scene where Dooku was leaving Tatooine after failing to turn Jabba to their side. And 
he has a he talks to Sidious, the hologram of Sidious, and Sidious says, uh, allow the Jedi their small victory, my friend. To which I wondered, are Dooku and Sidious really friends? I mean, really friends? Like, does Sidious consider Dooku to be a friend or just another? Or is he just convincing Dooku that they're friends when really all Dooku is is just another pawn for Sidious? It's an interesting thought. It really is. And how how long have they been friends? What is... Hmm. I wonder, maybe some of that might be covered in the Dooku audiobook, which I have not had a chance to listen to yet, but I definitely plan on it. Um, but yeah, I wondered about that. I really wonder, are they really friends or just, yeah, very interesting. Very interesting. Well, um, there you have it. That is it for the third part of the Star Wars chronological rewatch experiment where I started with the Clone Wars. This is the part, honestly, I was not excited about rewatching Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clone Attack of the Clones as I mentioned I rewatched them it wasn't painful but what I really wanted to do was get to the Clone Wars I'm very excited now that I'm in 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 deep into the well not deep I just started the Clone Wars but I'm very glad I'm rewatching the Clone Wars I'm very interested in rewatching it chronologically I think this is going to be a lot of fun um, I hope this episode was at least interesting for you. And, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe if you haven't, um, after listening to this, maybe, uh, I, I would suggest giving these episodes a watch, you know, at watch episode 216, then 116, then the theatrical release. If you haven't done it, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's very interesting especially knowing what happens in the Clone Wars and stuff, mostly, except, again, my bad memory. I forget a lot of details, but this is a good refresher. So, uh, there you have it. Uh, as I said, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Looking forward to the next part, which will be, I think, is actually going to cover two story arcs, because one of the story arcs is only one episode. But I'll get into that later. In the meantime... Thank you all for listening. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for taking this journey with me as I rewatch the Star Wars saga chronologically. And uh, that'll do it for this episode. So in the meantime, take care of yourselves. Be safe out there. And of course, as always, may the force be with you all. Good night, everybody. Young fool. Only now, at the end, do you understand? If you would like to contact the New England Society of Geeks podcast, you can do so by emailing us at nesogpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at nesogpodcast. And you can find us on Instagram at N-E-S-O-G-Pod. In addition, you can find us on Facebook at our New England Society of Geeks page. And while you're at it, 
we would really appreciate it if you could give us some ratings or reviews on wherever you listen to us. It would help other people find us and enjoy us as much as you hopefully do. We thank you all for listening. 